Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land, wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, probational chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. How are you, sir? A little under the weather today. Why? Well, Why not be over the weather? Let's have a positive outlook on things. By yeah, I, I don't know if that's an actual thing there. But What do you um, mean, be, to be over the weather? Yeah. It is now. I don't think you can do that. And that's a, that's in the a, unattended baggage, in the unattended baggage universe, mm-hmm. it is a thing. It is a thing. Well, I'm not there. so. Well, you should get there. That's a cough drop. And, why are you? Uh, why did you put that? Why did you put that in your mouth? Like I, right in as we're doing the show. You didn't start like beforehand. We had all this time for you to actually not do what you just did. It just shows once again what an asshole you are. Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, feel it. Just like a fucking cow. Feel like shit, man. I because well, you got four stomachs, sore throat, and no, I don't have four stomachs. No, but I can eat me some grass. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just uh, I, I think it's uh, malaria. You think it's malaria, huh? Pretty sure. Either that or typhoid fever. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Maybe uh, anthrax or a brain tumor. I, I'm not sure. How about an anthrax brain tumor? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, maybe it's a new thing that's going around. H- have you heard about that? What? I forget what it's called. It starts with a C. Um, Cancer? No, no. That's been around for a while. What? Uh, clinical depression? No, no. What, what's that thing that they keep talking about on the news? Um, Korea stand. Korea. <laughs> that starts with a C. It does. Again, in the unintended baggage shared universe, yeah. it totally starts with a C. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, I am uh, I am here soldiering through um, as in my duties as the probationary chairman of the Building Materials and Projectiles. Uh, Staging uh, Logistics Committee <laughs> of the West that. Central Florida Guild of Professional Advocates, Local <laughs> Chapter 151. I, I can never remember that whole thing. I know. Well, I, I don't remember it either, but I have it written down. Yeah. So that, that's what's going on in my world. What's going on in your world? All right. So do I, I'm, I'm just going to start with this. Thing. Apparently so. Yeah. You okay, need, there's you all, tell a long story. You need to carry this show anyway. There's all kind of things going on in the world, but I'm going to start here first because I think this, this encapsulates so many things. So I got to tell a little bit of a backstory first before we get into the main story here. But at a certain point, well, hold on. Let me say it this way. Would you, Adrian... Uh, agree with the fact that when Danielle was involved in politics, that she was very much a lightning rod for being attacked and many times unjustly. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely say that because her performance in her duties was always exceptional. Uh, but, you know, Danielle's also an asshole. She you doesn't have good bedside manner sometimes. Yeah, so. Um, and and I, I say that in the kindest way possible. Yes. Um, you say that with all all affection. All there. due respect. Um, and uh, so she rubs people the wrong way. Sometimes. Yeah. She's gotten so. better, though. She's gotten better. She's trying to change her ways in that category. Right. But there's some things that instinctually happen. So at a certain point, when I kind of started checking out of politics, Danielle checked way out of politics for some of those same reasons. But now Danielle 
has made a foray back into what wouldn't be technically politics. Oh, dude. But it's definitely some kind of a situation. Uh, do we need to stage an intervention? It's too late at this point. Oh, shit. So, so in my local Newport Ritchie area. Danielle, please come in. <laughs> You're among friends and family here. We just want to have a little chat with you. <laughs> we, she deserves this chat, by the way. Yeah. And I've kind of given it to her a little bit. but So at any rate, so locally, there's this thing called the Ritchie Suncoast Theater, which is not a movie theater. It's a play theater. Okay. And you can, you know, people sing there and do plays and all kinds of stuff. there. Right. right? It's been around Newport Ritchie for a long, as long as I've known it, this thing's been, I think it was built in like the 20s or the 30s. Yeah. So it's a really old building. And so you perform in musicals there? I have never performed a musical there, no. Really? Hmm. I do have an idea for a show there, though, a two-man show. Yeah. With me and you there, but that's a different story for a different day, which we'll get into that later. <laughs> so I had this does idea it, when I was driving Does it include around. singing? No. No? Dancing? Not even a little tap? Well, maybe a little bit of dancing, but okay. like not a lot. But let me get to the story. <laughs> okay. So this organization, the Richie Suncoast Theater, is governed by a board of directors. Mm -hmm. And they have members that pay to be a member. And then they vote on the people that are the board of directors. And the board of directors uh, hires an executive director to basically run the day-to-day -day operations of the Richie Suncoast Theater. Okay. Now... Since COVID and all these other things, they haven't been able to open up and do a lot of stuff in there, obviously. But they had a woman that was working there. Now, the uh, the artists, let's just call them the artists right now, the artisty people. That's uh, well, that, that's probably uh, uh, very generous for <laughs> for what where <laughs> for this is about amateur to go. actors in Newport Ritchie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the artists <laughs> right. loved this woman. Right. They considered her the heart and soul of the theater. Okay. And I think that she probably was a good actress and a good artist in this aspect. But okay. you know what she was really bad at? Hmm. Managing the place. Okay. She, and again, I'm doing this as generously as possible. But at a certain point, the board was not getting what they needed to get from this woman. Basically, she wasn't turning in receipts of things that she was spending. Okay. To the tune of, in two years, $8,000. Ooh, worth of that, receipts she didn't turn in. I, I don't want to use the big E word, but uh, that is uh, borderline on it. And here's the thing, on a, on a, it, it, to give the most generous version of it, it was sloppy. Yeah. To give the more realistic version, it was yeah. embezzlement. Yeah. And she wasn't making the claims that she needed to make. But I will say this, that the theater board of directors let this go on for two years. Right. Now, all the people that went to this meeting that I'm going to talk about were initially mad at the board because they fired her. Okay. Because eventually they made the move and they got rid of her and replaced her with another executive director. Right. One that would actually do the work. <laughs> One that would actually do the work. Right. Now, also, that sh the, the old executive director was not getting back with people that wanted to put on events and things like that there, which was hurting the revenue of the place. But since they got all the PPP loans for the, you know, they got a couple rounds of PPP loans. Oh, right. They, they were, were able flush. to, they were able to basically kind Wait of. Wait a second. So they actually, other than the executive director, they had other employees? People that they paid to do things, I guess. Huh. So the board made a decision to fire this person, and it pissed off all the other people, right? All the members. All the members. Okay. Some of the members. So this is like a nonprofit organization. It's a, a membership-generated type yes. thing. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, so this is all culminating in a meeting that they have with the all the members that want to show up, and they want to 
um, elect two more board members because two board members, their time was up. So they want to elect more board members, right? It's the reelection time for board members. Right. So Danielle asked me to go to this thing because Danielle is running to be on the board. Okay. Now, these people don't like Danielle already, and they're already mad at Danielle. Right. Not really as much by name, but because she was part of this, she's part of this thing called The Hub. The Hub has got more to do with the Reggie Suncoast Theater now, and the artisty people, the artists or whatever, aren't happy about it. Matter of fact, they consider it to be a hub takeover or something along those lines. Now, so what's so ha- exciting? Oh, no, no, it's going to get there, though. Hold on. I got to set this stuff up in order for, in order to, in order for people to understand it. Okay. I went in there and they in the new executive director and the treasurer and the uh, president of the board gave a basically a, a presentation. Okay. And in this presentation, they listed and they didn't even do it in a way to accuse the old woman, the, the old person that was the executive director of doing anything wrong, even right. though it was obvious to anybody that's in the fucking room that this woman at best was negligent and at worst is criminal. Right. That they laid out chapter and verse as to why they needed to get rid of her. Yeah. And they were like, look, we tried to do this. We tried to do this. Now, the people in the room who were the ones that were initially mad because they fired her have now flipped the script on her and are now yelling at the board because they didn't fire her sooner. (laughs) Because there was no way to justify keeping that woman considering what the board was talking about. Okay, so all the, the angry people initially didn't know the full story of why she got fired. So they were like, why would they fire her? She's great. Mm -hmm. And then when they learn, they're like, how did you let this go for so long? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's understandable. And the new executive director gave a plan of how they're going to basically move forward. And they're going to fix the lights. They're going to fix the video, the audio visual. They're going to fix all, you know, the sound. They're going to fix all this different shit in the movie theater because, or in the theater, because it hasn't been done for the longest time. Right. When they did the cleanup after the executive director was gone, they removed five of the, you know, the, the the construction bags that they use to take out the trash yeah, in. Right. They removed five of those full of shit and junk. They took pictures to show that this stuff wasn't being taken care of at all. Right. Now, here's the thing, and this is the part of the rub that gets me. These people that were in there, the artisty people, knew all this stuff looked the way it looked. Didn't do any, didn't say anything about her to, you know, to fix this stuff. And we're only blaming the new board for destroying the theater or something along those lines, right? Or blaming the board for it because they fired the woman, not because they didn't fire her earlier before this meeting. Right. So they get into this meeting, they list everything out. And then the people in the room in a way to flip the script and to gaslight everyone in the room are now mad because they didn't fire her earlier. And the, the board's trying to defend themselves and they didn't. And again, we're dealing with, and I, I and I, I know you're not going to like it when I put it in these in these terms. We're dealing with a bunch of Democrats in mm-hmm. this room. The board's run by Democrats. It's Democrats on the board. It's Democrats in the audience. Right. It's the artisty people that of you course, know yeah. have that no understanding of economics saying. or business practices or anything like that. They would consider all that stuff to be evil, even though this building's about to fall the fuck down because of their fucking incompetence. Right. So. And, and, and the board does everything they can to be like, look, we're not accusing her of anything. We just needed to move on. We needed to do this and blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, this and this and, and go through it. Now, I knew Danielle was running for the position. Now, Danielle has history in this place. One of the histories, Danielle has been a artist that has been a singer there that has done plays there. When she was younger, right. she was part of that. Her dad was on the, or her grandfather was on the board for a long time. Danielle has history with it, right? Right. So the time came for nominations on the floor. Now, again, so they started talking. Well, hold on, let, me, I, let me back up a little bit first. So after the presentation was done 
And they laid out chapter and verse why this woman should be there. And they also laid out chapter and verse what they're planning on doing, which is good plans, solid stuff that they're trying to do. The woman, and I don't remember her name, stupid person that she is, got, and she was the last person to direct a play there, basically. Mm -hmm. She got up and went, I'm just so offended by what I saw. I'm, I'm almost speechless. Like she, the fake outrage of this fucking person was enough to make me want to puke on the floor. Right. Because she didn't listen to a word they said and just was like, uh, like when you don't have an argument that can make any sense, this is what you do. Be offended. Yeah. 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 Just exactly. be offended. Yeah. Now in this, they talked about the new membership fees and they wanted to up the charge from 85 bucks to 250 bucks. That's a pretty big jump. It is a pretty big jump. Now, their justification for it was, we only have so many members. In order to keep the lights on, it requires that we have this much money coming in. So we want to put the members. And I think at the end of the day, I think it's a mistake. I think that they should. And I think they're going to put the number at a different number than where it's at. Because what they were doing was basically kind of throwing out all their ideas to the membership, see what the membership says, and then finalize, the board will finalize it based off of input from people. But even during that time frame, and then the, once they did that part, then the people in the room started focusing on, well, your problem is $250, and you know I can afford it, but but the lonely poor people can't afford 200 like like there's like there's lonely poor people homeless people like well let me give my 250 bucks to the freaking board right <laughs> well, like you stupid people that's that's definitely democrat think right there it is yeah and they're like well they need to voice on the board too like it's some kind of thing like right. like they, well you're taking away the voice of the people on the board and this and that and i'm like you got like 15 members right now fuck off right. yeah and most of you drove up in lexuses yeah <laughs> so now, in with that, somebody gave an idea of like, well, if I volunteer so many man hours, I should be able to get a membership. And the people on the board were like, you know what? They didn't think about it. That's a great idea. 50 man hours. Sweat equity. That's, sweat equity. That's actually, yeah, that is a good but idea. But the board agreed to it almost instantly. Like they were like, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. We'll do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't official, but they were all in favor of doing that. Right. They ignored that part ignored it and kept yelling at these people and yelling at these people and yelling at these people. Like they were just, and the thing about it was like, they weren't overt in the yelling. But you know, but they were yelling and they were making little snide comments and making little insults and stuff. And this board, God bless them, because they're really like they're putting up with they're putting up with it and they're trying to be very nice about it because they're Democrats, too, by the way. Again, right. It's all Democrats running the show here. Right. But it was the it was it was the hold on. Let me finish this. So but eventually there's a vote. Now, the vote is run up with different things in their bylaws. There's something called proxy voting. Right. So if you can't make it. You can give your vote to somebody else and the board can basically pick who they want. Right. Well, enough people did that to where I don't want to say it didn't matter what happened in the room. Right. But, but it, it didn't did. pretty much what happened in right. the room. Yeah. Because enough people gave up proxy votes in order for the board to basically pick who they wanted to put on the thing. Yeah. And so they ended up voting. And Danielle, who was one of the person that gave a speech, is now got a seat on the board. Okay. Now, I was angry with Danielle. Right. Because I'm sitting in here and I'm listening to this and I'm like, if you're looking to avoid negativity and drama, you are literally entering oh, the yeah. fucking frying pan into the fire of, of, of drama here. And they're going to, and they already, like they already talk shit about you anyway. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to up their game tremendously because these people are too fucking stupid to understand what proxy voting even means. And then how they <laughs> lost this motherfucker before they even walked the fuck in. Right. Because it ain't like, it ain't like the federal Democrats that understand elections and that manipulate things in order to get things done. These people are basically freaking finger painters that don't understand anything. Right. And that think that, well, we're going to come into room and we're going to do this and this. And then all of a sudden we're going to win. And also, you have people living in two fucking different realities. Right. And the reason is this, is that 
the people that were the artists that are all mad that they want some artist voice on the board don't realize that you had an artist as the executive director. And because of that, you have almost no members and you have a place that can't run a fucking, uh, can't run an event worth the shit right now because everything, it, shit's broken. They don't know what they're dealing with. Not to mention, they just pulled five fucking garbage, ba- garbage uh, pickup things full of trash out of there because none of you people did your jobs. Now, I'm looking later on and I'm realizing I think one of the reasons these people are so fucking pissed off, though, is because they realize that they were in on the take, that I do think that there's a, there's nefarious things going on and that the bills of like $150 at the social, which is near them, was all of them eating lunch or dinner on their dime. It's possible. Again, I don't know that, but if you're so re- if you're so reluctant to give up the receipts and the other people are so adamant about trying to point the fingers at other people, I think at that point projections coming into play and that you are the criminals in this situation. That could be. Again, it doesn't matter anyway because they fucking lost like they fucking deserve to fucking lose and that Danielle's instituted on the board. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is we are living in two fucking different realities right now that even in this microcosm of just a local theater to listen to one side, try to play the emotion game when the facts are staring them right in the fucking face and then to flip script with no fucking shame whatsoever when it comes to like, well, we wanted, you don't want to fire her. Well, how come you didn't fire her sooner? Like the fact that you have zero principles whatsoever and are willing to say anything in order to try to win an argument, which you were bound to lose anyway, one, because you were wrong, and two, because you're too fucking stupid to understand the process of the bylaws in which this place is governed under, you fucking morons. Right. Is that to sit there and listen to this was infuriating. Like, again, I didn't have a vote. I didn't, I didn't have a vote. I didn't fucking care to have a vote. But I'm listening there, and I kept turning. And I sat way in the front, and I kept turning around every time I hear somebody say something stupider. And I'm just looking like, you like right. I wanted to say something. And Danielle saw that I wanted to say something. Now I ended up not saying anything. Probably other than I thing. said a couple things to Danielle to her face, to her to her ear. But it wasn't like nobody could really hear it either. I mean, right. maybe they could, I don't know. But but I and I wasn't like I walked out of the room a couple times and walked back in, but you know, just to kind of go to the bathroom or just to go get some air or something like that. Right. But I just sat there and was like, these fucking people, you're not living in fucking reality. Yeah. Like and you're these people are going to fix the problems that you failed to do. Like these people, and don't get me wrong, the one woman that is um, that the new executive director is an artist, right? Has connections within the community, will be able to raise money for this place in order to build it up, and will be able to bring in the shows and stuff like that. Like she's had meetings with local um, dance troops and local actors' places all around. Because there's a bunch of communities of these fucking people all around, right? And so there's groups of these people and she's already meeting with them and bringing people in. If they would simply embrace it and be like, and try to work together, you would actually have someplace go far. But because their little kingdom or whatever it is, and again, I I almost also equate this to, remember when we first joined the LP? Uh, we first started vaguely. going to rec meetings and stuff, or not rec meetings, but we first started going to executive committee meetings for the LP and dealing right. with the executive committee, how they were like the same way. Like they'd rather fuck everything up than to let somebody come in and fix it. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we were dealing with right here, is that these people would rather fucking protest it and all this other kind of stuff instead of actually fixing it. Yeah. Well, they had the people vote. People love to be outraged. Oh, no, no, no. They love the, so they had the vote. Danielle won, obviously. Now, one of the guys that was running against her is now online claiming that Danielle stole the election from him. Like she's the thief and she stole the election from him. Now, I'm not getting in the middle of that part of it, at least not online. I'm not going to do it online. 
But I will say this. If I ever see this motherfucker, which I will make it a point to try to see this motherfucker don't, again. Just don't. Just don't. Hold on. Just Let me don't. finish what I'm saying. Just don't. I am going to make a point to explain to him what proxy voting means because obviously he's too fucking stupid to understand what it means. And then if you're working by the bylaws of whatever government or whatever governing documents you have, then they didn't steal the election. So get it right. You got outmaneuvered because you're a fucking moron. Haven't you learned by now to try to stop trying to explain things to stupid people? You know what? You're right. But there's also a time where you need to punk a motherfucker out. Like I did to Joe Wint when he was fucking talking shit about Danielle as well. And I had to go down to fucking Hillsboro and make him fucking show like the fucking pussy ass bitch that he was. Which is why the man still hates me. Yeah. Wow. Because that's my albatross. Danielle's albatross. And this is the problem with for Danielle. Not with Danielle, but for Danielle is that many times we make her have to be the bad person. Like she has to say the thing that's going to get people mad at her. And she does it. And she does it all the time. Right. But part of me was a little, was irritated with her because I'm like, well, you don't want to do this. And yet you're going to get your, you're get, I, like I felt bad for the board when I was sitting there listening to this because I'm like, it doesn't matter what you people say. They're, they're not going to care. Right. Like, they're not going to give one shit about the, You could throw all the facts in front of you that they want to throw and none of it's going to matter. Reality doesn't matter much to most people anymore. It, it doesn't. It's, it's a very shocking thing. You know, it really is. And Principles don't matter. Consistency, what the fuck do you care about? It's, logic, reason, none of that. It's just uh, how you feel about things. Yeah. You know, that's really the bottom line. And it's not It's not just one side. Right. It, which is why, and this is the other thing. No, it's just the left and the right do it in slightly different ways, but they do the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say this, and I hate to you know steal something from Trey Parker and Matt Stone. But why hate, those guys are geniuses? Well, they are. But yeah. so they said this. They go, I hate Republicans, but I fucking hate Democrats. Oh, really? That's what they said, and and it really it holds true because I at least for me it does because I, I don't like Republicans, but after watching that and after seeing it again, like I fuck you're you're ignorant to your own people. Right. Don't get me wrong; the other side's ignorant to their own people as well. But at least they at least try to make some kind of an argument every once in a while about certain things or at least if you catch them in certain things that they have to divert like they're not i mean they're both shameless so i guess i shouldn't say that but just to watch the shamelessness of you literally flipping the argument that you had walking into it to try to make yourself look better when truth of this woman being a horrible again at best she was negligent like negligent at worst she was criminal yeah yeah and here's the thing with this amount of money at play, it's grand theft. Oh, yeah. It's if, a felony. If eight grand is essentially missing yeah. you know, or unaccounted for, um, yeah, that's that's felony territory there. Yeah. yeah. And, and you but could watch the room switch. I got to go back to something. I, I always find it funny that you hate Democrats more than Republicans. I go the other way. I hate Republicans slightly more than I hate Democrats. And the reason that is, is Democrats are at least honest about their intentions democrats you know where a democrat's coming from you know what their plans are you know what their motives are mm -hmm. republicans will lie to you they'll tell you one thing and oh yeah we all believe the same thing and then the second that they get any power they fucking flip the switch on you they you know they, the, the script gets reversed so that's why democrats and republicans are both evil useless Completely, I want nothing to do with any of them ever under any circumstances. However, at least the Democrats are upfront and honest about what their intentions are. That's the biggest difference I have. They're not nearly as hypocritical as Republicans. You know, here's the thing. I do understand the point you're making here. Yeah. And I do have a hard time 
disagreeing with you here, but for me personally, it's and I would never I've, sit in a room with either of them ever again. Well, here's the thing: it's like <laughs> so. you sit in a room with people, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, with those, are automatically going to be some people are going to be. Dangerous. I try not to do that either. Well, I know you try not to do yeah. that, but so at any rate, I just wanted to. I, I kind of wanted to tell that story because it was really one of those, and it happened. Here's the thing: so we did the show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It literally, I had to go to that after the show. Oh, really? So I did this. We did the show, and then I went to that. Well, it, that sounds like it's been uh, weighing on you all week. You had to get that off your chest, huh? I was glad to get in here to talk to you because I couldn't talk about it online or anywhere else right. because I didn't want to I didn't want to lay it all out. Even though I did talk to my brother-in-law you about it a little bit. You just laid it out for thousands of people, dude. Well, no, no. I wanted to wait until now to really oh, lay it the fuck out. Though. I got you. Like to okay. flush it the fuck out. Oh, I see. I thought you were like, you didn't want anyone to <laughs> you know, know what you were saying or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. I didn't care about all that. But I, I just, when I was, when I was I, like, it, it just it, it irritated me to no end. Now, let me say something that was really nice, though, though, Okay. at the same time, too, is that I still have, well, I got one coin left, but I had some coins in my bag of people that I needed to bring them to. Uh, right. And so I was like, I was on my way home on Wednesday? I think it was, was it Wednesday? Uh, I don't know. Well, I called you about it the same day. Uh, yeah. All right, anyway. No idea what day. So one of the days of the week, I went there, I went to the house with somebody's, and I'll leave the names, I'll leave, leave all the names out. So I knock on the door, and this woman answered the door. And she was kind of a little standoffish of like, you know, can I help you? Well, yeah. well, I said, well, I'm looking for this person right here. And then, but I talked enough to where she recognized the voice. Oh, okay. And she's like, are you, are you Alex? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, is that the coin? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. Oh my God, my husband's going to be great. But you know, he's gone right now. He's always going to hate it because he was gone on a business trip. So this guy's been waiting forever to bring, to get the fucking coin. And right. I end up showing up. And he's not there. And he's not fucking there, right? But I talked to her for a couple minutes. She listens to the show to him and his friend who lives a block away who also got a coin. Yeah. Listen to it every fucking Saturday. Nice. Oh, I know. Which, it, look, it made my... Thanks, you know, guys. We appreciate you listening. Hell yeah. yeah. And, you know... And, really appreciate you subscribing. Yeah, yeah. And, the, you know, and his and his wife... I, I forget for sure if it was said wife, but his significant other... Right. ...was like, um, you know, I listen to it too sometimes, and I asked, you know, what you like more? You like more of the personal stuff? You like more of the, you know, stuff? And I, I she didn't really give me a, a total answer on that one, but I think she liked the personal stuff better. Yeah. Um. So I just thought it was really kind of fun, and I'm actually going to go drive over there because he wasn't there, and I felt kind of bad actually. Yeah. So and it's kind of on the way home, like it's off of 19. Yeah, you you don't need to stalk our listeners. It's okay. I no no no. I'm going to go over yeah. there again, like on Monday night. I think Tuesday on the way home, I'm going to stop by, just say hi. Yeah. Um, because you know, again, it made me feel really good actually. I I, I just I just hope uh, you didn't uh, give them your email address. Or they didn't give you their email address. Their email addresses are in the system, but oh, I haven't God. exported them. Oh, I, I don't export the email addresses you poor, out. Of, poor people. Hold on, I didn't export the email addresses out of um, out of Patreon, and I won't. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, that's actually that's something. I'm as a fifty percent partner uh, in this uh, little thing we have. That's one thing I absolutely require that you never, ever, ever do. I won't is use any of our subscribers information for any other purpose than this show you got it okay okay you got it and i'm going to give one of the reasons i say this because i am on a whole lot of republicans mailing lists yes and i know for a fact without question that i've never ever ever signed up for any republicans mailing list yeah (laughs) and i'm relatively confident that somehow the reason i'm on those mailing lists is you yeah, but I didn't directly give them to anybody. Oh, I don't Somebody care about did. directly. No, I know. You I know. are the root cause of the problem. No, I understand. Now, 
to that effect, I received a newsletter from Representative Matt Gates this week. Baby Gates. Fucking. <laughs> and look, I'm not in his district. It's not like he's pulling me off the voter rolls. He had to get my email address from somewhere. Yep. So uh, after getting this thing that was just a whole lot of, you know, uh, bullshit, which I, I really didn't read, I felt it was my duty to reply uh, to Congressman Gates and let him know what a great job he's doing. So I said, dear Congressman great Gates, great job, sir. Please keep up the Lord's work of drugging and fucking underage hookers. You are truly an American hero and an inspiration to us all. And I was deeply moved earlier this month when you honored private first class Lee Harvey Oswald on Memorial Day. I'm so happy to be subjugated and ruled by a man of your moral character and intelligence. <laughs> Gates for president 2024. Um, yeah, I said that fucker to him. Hopefully that gets me off the mailing list. But I don't know. Who knows? No way. Yeah. That probably, doesn't get you no, off the mailing list. It, you know, but an aide had to read it. Somebody had to Somebody read, read it. Somebody read it. Somebody read it. And hopefully whoever read that had enough intelligence to uh, take their me ass off. Well, <laughs> probably not because, no, you know. The, if I saw that and I was on their staff, I would never remove you from the mailing list because you're going to be entertainment for a long time. Hang on a second. If you're still on Matt Gates' staff, you drank the Kool-Aid. Or you're so ambitious that you just don't give a fuck. Well, yeah, or you're just making you know money. You know. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how you could stay with that guy. But uh, yeah, the, the point is, is I know how Matt Gates got my email address. There you go. Thank you, I, Alex. You're welcome. The king of the spammers. Hey, so once again, look listeners. Look at that radio content that we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for me. <laughs> you're welcome. I would prefer not to have that content because, you know, I, 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 I was so fuming when I wrote <laughs> like, stop emailing me. But uh, anyway, you, uh, you made a point earlier about how people don't really deal with reality. Yes. And I came across a story this week that... For a lot of people, it probably wouldn't have stuck out. But for me, it was such a shining example of how people do not acknowledge reality. And it's like there's this massive lie that so many people just go along with. And here's the story. Uh, so in South Central L.A., police raid a house that was selling illegal fireworks right before the 4th of July, right? Mm -hmm. So they confiscated. 5,000 pounds of fireworks. <laughs> That's a lot of fireworks. That's a lot of fireworks. So what they decide to do is, is they say, well, you know, we, we've got to keep the people safe. And so we, we you know, can't let them do things like shoot off fireworks on the 4th of July. So we're going to take all these 5,000 pounds of fireworks and we're going to put them into this explosive canister that we have on the back of a flatbed, uh, you know, truck, uh, you know, tractor trailer. Yeah. And it's this big thing that's specifically designed for detonating explosives. So they take the 5,000 pounds of fireworks and they load it into this probably, you know, eight foot diameter, heavy duty steel canister blast uh, uh, container. Yeah. Okay. And they detonate it. Like a bunch of retards. Well, here's the thing. That blast container was pretty much made for pipe bombs and shit. Yeah. It was not made for 5,000 pounds of pipe bombs of fireworks. Right. So, of course, when they detonate it, the canister explodes. <laughs> The truck explodes. <laughs> Cars nearby were flipped over. <laughs> Houses were damaged. The 2,000 pound lid to this blast canister was found a, a quarter mile away. Now think of the force that it takes to move 2,000 pounds a quarter, a mile, quarter mile through the air. Yeah, thank God somebody didn't die. Right. Well, 17 people were injured, including 10 cops. Okay. And... That's not, look, that's a 
a, a great story, okay? Here's the really strange part. I watched probably different, uh, six different news reports on this. I read like six different articles on this. And nobody, nobody acknowledged the fact that the police did this. Yeah. It was like, it was, well, they got those dangerous fireworks. Look, look at how dangerous these fireworks were. You know, that was the the whole gist of it. I mean, the police chief in a, a, a Michelle, I don't know if that's Michael or Michelle. It, it looks like Michelle Moore uh, said, quote, tonight is a clear demonstration of the true and clear and present danger that fireworks in this city pose. <laughs> now, and hang on, I even got I to gotta play a little clip here because uh, this is just, it's so ridiculous that you guys have to hear this. The area so much, they thought it was an earthquake. That's right, Kick on Ice, Candace Crone continues our live team coverage from the scene tonight with more. Candace. That's what I spoke to several people who said that, as you mentioned, it felt like a major earthquake. They were millions of damages, beds, cars destroyed, houses damaged, startled. business I damaged. Give you a look at the scene from our vantage point. You can see uh, that there still is an L.A. Uh, fire department. Hang on. Uh, here's where I really want to get to this woman here being interviewed on the street. People and they were already getting ready. They were already they were boxed up and covered, ready to sell, get sold. But they luckily someone re people reported it. And um, if it weren't for that person who reported that there was artificial fireworks, they, they would have never, um, you know, none of, like none of, we would have, basically everybody would have been in danger. I was in my mom's room watching TV. Okay, hang on a second. So, and that is the general consensus through all the media. Like the police saved everyone from this danger of someone selling fireworks to people who were going to light them off safely. And... In doing so, nobody acknowledges that the police actually were the dangerous ones. Yeah. They were the ones who caused the bad situation. If the police had not intervened at all, the likelihood is exceptionally high that nothing would have happened. No, no one would have got hurt. Nothing would have been damaged, you know, let alone probably that, you know, half million dollar police bomb truck that Hold taxpayers going to have to pay and for. And in a worst case scenario, and in a worst case scenario, if the police weren't involved, then a little natural selection would have happened. Right. And some dumbass that didn't know how to use fireworks right. would have blown off their hand. I think, yeah, I think that's probably the worst possible outcome. Which wouldn't have cost millions of dollars. Somebody loses a couple of fingers. Yeah. You know. And they learn their lesson. <laughs> right, exactly. But nobody, nobody in the media, nobody they interviewed uh, said anything like that. It's like, well, if they just left the fucking fireworks alone, I, the windows in my house wouldn't blow, yeah. blow out and my car wouldn't be completely trashed. Yeah. And Nobody if you made it that. legal in the state, then they wouldn't have been selling it out of their house. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know what the legality of for fireworks in California is. It could just be that they didn't have a permit. It could be that too. You know, I mean, legit here in Florida, you know, you've got tents full of fireworks every block right now. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, guess what? Last I heard, even though, you know, some dumbasses blow their fingers off. Oh, some people get injured. There have been no massive fireworks explosions here in Florida where, you know, 23 cars were destroyed. Yeah. 16 houses were damaged. Businesses were damaged and uh, 17 people were injured. And we're treating thousand pound covers like a freaking <laughs> like a mortar shell. Can you imagine that? Two thousand pound. The cover to this blast container was two thousand pounds and it flew over a quarter mile in the air. <laughs> Landed in somebody's backyard. That could have killed somebody. Oh yeah. If, if well, if that had hit a roof, you know, it would have gone in. The it would have gone, gone through the roof and killed whoever was underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
And yet, everybody is talking about how, uh, well, we boy, we really dodged a bullet on that one, you know? I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how people cannot, I mean, are, are they that conditioned? Are they that stupid? Or are they just saying it because what's, that's what they're expected to say? I honestly don't know. What are your thoughts for that? I mean, do they, do they just not conceptualize that? I, I don't, it, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be facetious here. I, I honestly do not understand how anyone with an IQ over 80 could look at that situation and not come to the same conclusion as me, that everything was fine until the police showed up. All right. So let me say something this, let me say something this way. What I have come to learn at this point, or what I've come to believe at this point, is that the more schooling education that you've gotten, the right. more time you're in school, the more you're actually indoctrinated. Like, it doesn't make you smarter, it makes you more indoctrinated. To where you believe dumb shit that you shouldn't believe. That, that, that if you're in school long enough, that it, you, you don't get smarter, you get more indoctrinated. Uh, not and you can cite specific examples as maybe, to why that's not the case. Maybe no, I'm, but I, overall, I think generally you get this. I would I would only call that a contributing factor because I'm going to to jump out on a limb and say that the woman we heard in that e interview does not have a oh no no, no whole hold lot on. of education. Well, no 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 no. But well, then you're missing my point though. Hold on, you didn't let me finish the haircut on this. Okay, one. all right. The people that run the newsrooms believe that because they've been indoctrinated. So what they do is they take all the interviews that they got, which I'm sure there was some going, you know, the police wouldn't have fucking done anything. We wouldn't have had a fucking problem. Right. They eliminate those and they save the right. one person that actually forwards their stupid agenda. So they find the one idiot because she's an idiot. Obviously, she's an idiot. Right. And, and she, but she's repeating talking points that the media is telling her because the media people have been indoctrinated as well, even though they should be smart enough to understand that that's wrong. But they don't care because it's an agenda for them as well. And they find the person that backs up their agenda. Now, do you think it's an agenda or do you think it's more um, like uh, a business decision and self-preservation? And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Um, those editors know that if they trash the LAPD about, you know, how they were totally responsible for this. And, and you know, they're the reason that everyone got hurt, not the fireworks themselves, because the fireworks were leaving everyone alone until they showed up. Um, if they were to come out and say that in a news report, would police chief Moore, you know, bar them from press conferences, never give them an interview again? Now, you know what I'm now, saying? Now, right. now, you don't think so? I now. think because they don't like police. It's hold on. It's okay. This is the, 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 this is the biggest part of the hypocrisy of it all. Okay. Is that you have the left who in all reality hates authority or hates the authority, the, 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 the police, but loves the authority. Like they believe in authoritarianism. They right. believe that the state should be able to make them do what they, what, whatever they say is the right thing to do. Like if you're not, if you're not like, if it's, if it's for the public safety, then they can do anything they want to those people for the public safety. But at the same okay, time, so it's a greater good cops. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. So they, they're in their mind that even though the police totally screwed the pooch, they were, their intentions were for public safety, so therefore it's okay. Yeah. So so you do lean more towards indoctrination. Oh, yeah. I honestly don't know. I, I just, to me, I, and again. It's either that or pure evil. I don't think it's pure evil. Well, in a, in a handful of cases, I'm sure it is, but I don't think the rank and file reporter, you know, is necessarily. Well, no, no, I think that they're probably, it, it, don't get me wrong. I think some of them, look, some of them have certain beliefs and that, 
principle's gone. Like principle for the most part is gone. It's dead. It's buried. Uh, both, so both on an individual level and an institutional level. Yes. You know, because that sort of thing, I think, in the media in the past, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this would have been reported in the 50s. Well, here's the thing. You know? I, think, I think that what we're dealing with right now or the 80s, is that you know? the media is one of the least trusted things out there right now. That the mainstream media is one of the least trusted overall. So well, I think these people are in survival mode for one. What I'm actually more concerned about is and I understand that if they had to interview 10 people to get one person who said, oh, yeah, the police saved us, you know, um, that's actually a good thing, I think. But that's what I'm wondering. It's like how many people sitting at home watching this on TV or watching it on the Internet or reading the story or whatever? How many of the people think of it like I do think of it like, what the fuck are you talking about? The, the police fucked everything up. Everything was fine until they showed up. How many people think like that? And I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. I don't know the answer to it either. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping it's higher, but now, I fear it's uh, Among our listenership, I'm sure it's 90 plus percent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. yeah. But um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But I see things like this and it, it, it once again, it seems like reality is broken to me. All right, so it, I understand that, by the way. So let's talk about the other story, the, another big story in Florida, and that is down in down in um, um, Surfside, Florida, that you had the condo collapse. Right now, and we haven't really touched on this past. No, we weeks. haven't. This has been going on for a while, but yeah, tra- tragic, tragic event. Very tragic yeah. event, and also very avoidable event. Right. Now, what's going on with this event right now, as they're trying to pull out, like as the rescue effort still is going on right now, you have article after article blaming a couple different things. Now, Biden come out and basically said it was global warming's fault. You have um, lax oversight or deregulation being part of it is what they're saying is the other thing that caused the problem. Right. When in all reality, the real problem was is that you had the developer was paying off politicians in order to kind of get the, you know, kind of, you know, take these, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're the regulation and moving it off to the side. And they were trying to get it fixed, but the regulations that they had to comply with took too long and that they were in wait modes in order to actually get the fucking thing fixed. Right. And the third thing is, is that if you build fucking big, 20 fucking story structures on sand, yeah. you may have a problem down the that, road. That's really the bottom line. Like at the end of the day, yeah. th- there's now there's other buildings down there that they are now they are now evacuating in order to get them fixed. Right. Because they realize this isn't the only one. But this isn't global warming. No. This is shoddy, not, not even shoddy construction because you can have the best construction in the world. When you build on fucking sand, you have problems. Yeah. Which means that, but if you're not going to equate the risk correctly, and charge the appropriate amount, then you're going to run into these problems. It's the same reason to where, like the insurance, like that people that live on the coasts don't pay the appropriate amount of insurance as they should pay. Right. Because it is one of those things where those costs are subsidized by the people everyone that live, that by everyone else, yeah. when they don't do it correctly. But every time they try to actually correct this, that the people on the coast get all fucking pissed off. It's like, well, you're going to raise our rates. No, no, no. Your rate should already be as high, that high anyway, right. because you should have to pay for your risk. Yeah. If you're going to be on the coast, you got to pay for your risk. Well, they do. I mean, they do pay more, but there is some subsidy. They are slightly subsidized. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's, but that subsidy 
means they overbuild on the coasts, right. not underbuild on the coast. That is true. And there's a whole lot of housing on the coast that shouldn't be there because of that. Well, you have to understand, we're not even talking about on the coast at this point. What we're talking about is literally... Uh, these on a sandbar. On a sandbars. Yeah, these are these are barrier islands, and and we have it here in in uh, you know Pinellas County as well. It, the entire beaches are built on barrier islands, and what barely barrier <laughs> can't talk today. What barrier islands essentially are are shifting sandbars. Yeah, and it, we they they move. They they you know they're formed. They disappear. Storms take them out. It's like. This is something that's been going on throughout, you know, since uh, there's been land masses on Earth. This is what yeah. happens. Um, and we start building these buildings on them. And we're surprised when they, you know, they collapse. No, it, it's 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 going to happen. This is and hold on, this is the arrogance of political leaders and of elected officials and of some people, it, just people in general, I people in general is that you think you're going to be able to control mother nature. Like right. this, these things are going to go away eventually. Same reason Biden is uh, blaming global warming for it. Yeah, and that's right. And he's blaming global. No, no, no. This ain't global warming's fault, man. No, it's a fucking sandbar. Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. And you put, if you, you put like 25, 30 story structures on fucking sandbars and then, oh, when they fall down, it's, uh, it's, it's lax regulations fault. No, you guys are fucking morons. Well, not to mention it, you know, they have to keep rebuilding the beaches. Yeah. Because that's why, you know, and, and if anyone of you has ever lived near barrier islands, you know that every few years they have to send the dredges out there and rebuild the beaches and everything like that because literally they're washing away it's it's what they do they move they 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 change they morph you know because of the ocean because of the currents because of the winds because of storms yeah it doesn't it, have anything to do with global warming it has nothing to do with that no um you know it just has to do with that's what they do that's what they've always done yeah but the lack of principle on this one means that they have to shy away from actually telling the truth yeah yeah and you know you got to find a patsy. You got to find mm -hmm. someone to blame. Now in this and case, they're standing on the hold on. They're standing on the bodies of people right. that haven't died but a fucking week right. in order to say it's global warming. Right. And those people are going to tell me that they have some kind of moral center. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You people are fucking evil. Biden is fucking evil for making the comments like that. Like these people. Like again, you're going to try to blame capitalism for this or failure to regulate. When in all reality, it was very easy what you could blame on this. It's very obvious to everyone else. But but because you have some kind of fucking agenda, you evil fucking bastard who will be with Donald Rumsfeld soon because that motherfucker just died too. This is the fucking problem. Right. Right. Sorry. I'm getting a little animated. Here. Yeah. Well, no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's like, uh, you know, there, there's so much blame to go around, uh, but it, part of it is capitalism. You know, people buy a little chunk of land on the beach. They want to build. They want to make as much profit off it as they can. Understandably, uh, part of it is the buyers. Uh, if you're going to buy a condo there, you should know better. You should know this is a possibility. You should be prepared for that possibility. Part of it is government. You know, um, a lot of people want to say that, oh, well, if we had better regulations, uh, yeah, well, look, all the regulations were in place, but bribes, uh, you know, uh, were done and uh, government officials look the other way for the right payoffs and stuff like that. You know, so the the bottom line is if if someone was really rational to begin with they would say i, I don't want to live in a building on sand yeah 
you know, kind of simple as that, you know, mm-hmm. I, and we live in like, you know, with some of the sinkhole capital of those worlds, we're just as guilty because, you know, there's a always a possibility. And we all know this, that a sinkhole could swallow us up. It happens every now and again. Well, no, no, that's true, too. But the difference is, though, is I'm not living in a fucking 20 story building on the fucking sand. Right. Yeah. That's a little bit more extreme. But, uh, you mean, know, it's, it's like and it, I'm not living in a multi story building. And I'm going to tell you this right now for the near immediate fucking future. I'm not ever living in a multi story fucking building. Why? I don't trust humanity right now to actually cover their fucking six on this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are entering the beginning phases of idiocracy when it comes to a lot of this stuff. We are allowing people that are too fucking stupid to really run the show. Right. And they're running the show in a way that is getting people fucking killed and they don't fucking care. Think about the Iraq war. Think about the, we, we talked about this last week. Right. There's 30,000 fucking people that fucking committed suicide, but you're focusing on like the 5,000 that they fucking lost during the fucking wartime thing. Right. Like you, these people don't give a fuck at the end of the day because they, look, I think that you have a lot of people that are in charge right now that think that the rest of the, that the, all the people that they govern are fucking moronic, which right. there's some truth to that. Yeah. And that they need to make all these rules in order to in order to do it. They're much closer to Mao Zedong Dung and fucking whoever the teddy bear fucking looking guy that's in fucking charge of China right now is, <laughs> which is why they which why they like him. And right. they're much away from anything that's individual responsibility or anything like that. Like they don't they don't want that. They want to be able to control and run all of these fucking people. Yeah. And they will say whatever lie they got to say. They will do whatever they got to do in order to make that a reality. And fuck you for doing it. Well, I got to say, I, I don't think we're as close to idiocracy as you believe we are. I'm saying we're in the beginning stages. Well, because I have to say I had an experience uh, this week that kind of moved the iteration idiocracy chart down about two notches oh oh, oh yeah. do tell yeah. okay I'm, I'm glad we're gonna have a good story here i went to the pinellas county landfill okay okay and i have to say we're in very safe shape of not having the uh, great garbage collapse of uh 2079 <laughs> okay <laughs> or whatever the year it was i don't remember what it was I know. Um, why why so is this because i have to say that place is a fucking well-oiled machine First of all, going into the Pinellas um, County uh, solid waste dump, whatever, landfill, whatever you want to call it, is like entering a city. Actually, it, I'm going to say it's it's more like entering an airport. You know? All right. So you go through the initial gates and you pay your – it's only 11 bucks for a truckload of, of stuff, by the way. All right. A, a pickup truck full. Um, and I had two sofas that I was getting rid of. Um, so uh, <laughs> I go in there and it's like – Follow the red signs for, you know, this is this. Uh, follow the blue signs. And it was like this interweaving and everything flowed smoothly. And, you know, I pull up to this giant, you know, steel building. And literally, it's like this beautifully choreographed dance of a bunch of pickup trucks, some with trailers attached, backing into this building, unloading their stuff, and then moving. And it's just like it flowed so beautifully. Like an orchestra. It, it was, I, I was astounded. And I couldn't believe that government could do something so um, efficient and effective. And that's why I, I've come to the conclusion that I honestly think that garbage men should run the country. I think they would do a much, much better job. And the one thing I was a little disappointed about because I had these two sofas, right? Two love seats. 
And I had to load them myself because I didn't have anyone to help me. So I you know, pulled them out of the house, threw them in the truck myself. Um, on the way to the dump, poured rain. So I was hoping that when we get there, there would be someone to assist me you know, removing these sofas from the uh, the back of the truck and no such thing. And now they're fucking drenched. Oh, it's even heavier. Th- these things must have weighed like, you know, 200 pounds a piece. Yeah. And so I, I, I did my best to get back in the truck. And you, I literally had to, to throw them off the truck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damn near killed myself. I'm getting too old for that shit. Throwing wet sofas off a pickup truck. But Should have called I, me. Well, I had no idea. You know, it's just I, I had no idea what to expect. But the bottom line is, it's amazing how efficient that place is run. I was so very impressed with it. Nice. You know, I, I go figure. So I I'm, mean, I will say this though: you were close to um, losing your probational status in that story, and almost going back to being the status, uh, the status person. Like, yeah, I, I just want to let you know you I, were, you were. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of grading on a curve here. I'm trying to give you a pass on this one because it's a probationary period. Well, I want you to know you're getting close. I'm not saying that it couldn't be more efficiently run if it was not government, if it was a private enterprise or anything like that. Um, I'm just saying I was actually very impressed that something that was government ran that efficiently. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. So, I just, I'm just, I'm yeah. just making it clear to you though, but I, I'd still be happy to, you know, uh, abolish it and privatize it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I can see that. So now, now it's, I guess for me, it's, it's parks and dumps. Parks and dumps. <laughs> Parks and dumps. <laughs> Those are my. You're adding stuff there. Yeah. You're adding stuff. I know. <laughs> ne- ne- next thing you know, I'm going to be like, you know, a voting Democrat probably or Republican or something like All right, that. Well, let me ask you a question. Huh? Have you ever had dipping sauce rage? Yeah, no, no. We, we talked about this before. I do not understand fast. Like this entire show today is just like stuff I don't understand. Yes. All right, so I want to I want fast food rage. I want to lay this out. So after realizing that dipping sauce was not included with his chicken McNuggets order, an Iowa man called his local McDonald's and threatened to blow up the restaurant, according to investigators. Robert uh, Golwitzer, 42, was arrested Saturday evening and charged with making a false report about an explosive or incendiary device, a felony. Goldwitzer allegedly phoned in a threat to a McDonald's five miles from his home. Um, in, in the Des Moines suburb. The phone threat, cops charge, came after Goldwitzer discovered that his McDonald's order was befret or barrette of dipping sauces. The threatening call to the restaurant was placed from a phone number associated with him, according to a criminal complaint. In addition to claiming that he would blow up in the eatery, Goldwitzer threatened to assault an employee, police said. <laughs> you know, that is the thing about the... Uh uh, the 21st century is it's a lot harder to make anonymous phone calls. Well, that's true too. <laughs> you know? I, I, let me give you a story though. So I'll tell you a personal story that goes along with this that doesn't probably doesn't show well on me, but I didn't threaten to blow them up either. So I have this Taco Bell that's about five miles away from my work. And so one day I went to the Taco Bell and I picked up what I eat at Taco Bell. And every time I ask for three hot sauces, three fire sauces, I didn't check the bag, but they taped the bag up. Now I asked them when I got there, hey, did you guys put the sauces in there? They said that they did. So I drove all the way back. By the time I got back, I opened up the thing and the dipping and the, and the sauces weren't there. And I asked and I was really fucking pissed off. So I drove all the way back to that fucking Taco Bell because I can't have my tacos without my sauce. I'm like I want I want the sauce. Normally I keep sauce in the fridge, but there was no sauce in the fridge. And I went back and I went inside. And I was so fucking pissed off, though, that I started yelling at the people in there. And I'm like, well, don't tell me it's in there and then lie to me. Why do your people lie to me? 
And so I was very angry about that. Yeah. And um, so finally they gave me the, the sauces and then I left. But I wasn't happy about it. I, I, I Look, I can, I can see by being mildly annoyed by that, being frustrated by that. But I can't see any scenario where I'm going to drive five miles and yell at someone over that. It's just not worth it. Yeah. You know, I, understand. I, I just, I, I that, look, when things like that happen, I don't think you're mad about the sauce. I think there's something deeper going on. I really do. Because I just, I, I can't understand that. I got you. And then people threatened to, like last week, we talked about the guy who pulled a gun on the, was it the Starbucks that was the daughter of the police chief? You know? Yeah. So it, it just, it, it, I don't, why does that happen? You know, crazy. But uh, one thing, uh, and we're uh, we're getting close to the end of the show here. One thing I wanted to talk about is uh, suddenly in the UK, um, the people in power are starting to rethink all that surveillance that they have everywhere in Britain. Yeah. Now, if you think the uh, U.S. is bad, which the U.S. is bad when it comes to surveillance, there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Way the, more than you think of. Yeah, way more than you think of. But uh, in the U.K., it's like, you know, a tenfold that. They have cameras on every single corner everywhere. But now, uh, you know, what one of those cameras caught uh, was uh, one of the uh, the ministers uh, in the uh, government having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> and now because of that, a lot of high-ranking uh, political elite in Britain are rethinking all the surveillance. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that. They, they couldn't imagine that... Uh, you know, uh, that it, it, hang on. What's better is they're saying, well, the reason that we have to reconsider it is because national security and government secrets could leak out. Listen to this quote. Uh, <laughs> this is not about Matt Hancock. So that's a guy who got busted having an affair on uh, CCTV. Uh, this is not about Matt Hancock's hypocrisy being exposed. It's about the potentially huge risk posed as such a lax approach from government to security in its own buildings, said Connor McGinn, labor shadow security minister. Government must urgently review all of its key buildings and have intelligent agencies sweep them for bugs and unauthorized CCTV and address the speculation about private companies with links to China having access to Whitehall's inner sanctums. Okay, wait. He didn't get busted on a Chinese spy cam. Exactly. <laughs> he just got busted. But see, that's how they're spinning it. Oh, yeah, we got to look into this, all this surveillance because the Chinese could be hacking it. Really? That's that's the bad guy right. you point to now. It's because you don't want to get busted with your mistress mm-hmm. and be on the front page of uh, you know, the Express. Which exactly. your Guman. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That's an Italian word or a mob term for your your mistress. Are you sure you're pronouncing that correctly? I think so. I don't. Think I've watched enough Sopranos. I think I know what oh, I, I don't know that one. So, but uh, anyway, that's it. Hey, uh, by the way, there, uh, there's one more story we got to get to. There's a, there's actually a couple I'd like to get to. So you get to yours quick, and I'll get to mine quick. Okay. So we talked about this a little bit in the car. So let's talk about Gwen Berry. Who is that? Gwen Berry is the hammer thrower that was that that made it on the Olympics. But right. when they put her on the stage, she was not the Olympic stage, but when they put her on. For whatever she got a, a, a bronze medal for the, the right a, a track and field event. So when they put her on stage, the national anthem played, and she turned away. Yeah, she turned away and put her and put her you know put a a a, a, a shirt on her head that said you know activist athlete or something like right. that. Right, right. And that that this has caused a lot of drama and consternation around the country. Yeah. 
And I was asked by a listener to comment on this. Okay. And so I wanted to save it to the end to comment on this. So here's my, I'll give you my take on it. I want to hear Adrian's take on it as well because I think you might have a different take than I do. We'll see. The first thing is this. I think if you really feel like you're ashamed by the country and that you are, that you, you know, you think that we've done all these wrong things, then I would think on your end that you probably shouldn't try out for these kinds of things where you're going to be on Team USA because you're on Team USA. And I do think at certain points that making these statements right now just seems to be a little gratuitous, a little bit old, and a little bit self-serving as to what you're trying to do. That, I, that the thing about it is, is that you're like, it's more about you and it's not really about the message because yep. like a lot of this is already going on right now. It's not like you're, it's not like you're Colin Kaepernick and this is the first person doing something. You're copying what others have done. Right. You're not being original. You're kind of being a little basic. You, you want to know something? Yeah. I agree with your take hundred percent. Well, let me do the second part though. Maybe you might not agree with the second part. I also think that the people that are really, really, really outraged on something like this are only feeding the divisiveness as well. And that if you were just to ignore it and just to say, you're not going to give this person the reaction that she was desperately craving because she's a needy fucking bitch. Right. If you would just simply ignore her, then it takes away all the power that she was able to garner because of this. And in addition to that, I do think, and again, this is probably the one part you may not agree with or you may agree with. When I view as to why I served in the Marine Corps or served in the armed forces to defend this country, that giving (laughs) someone the right to do that is is part of it. I agree it's with like that too. The, the American flag, burning the American flag is the biggest sign of patriot. Because here's the thing. In any other country, hold on, let me finish this. In any other country, if this woman would, were to have done this, they would have killed her. Not, not in any other country. Well, in many other countries. In like two. Um, no, no, there's definitely more than two. <laughs> North Korea, killed. Iran is, is what I'm thinking. Russia. Uh, no, they wouldn't have Syria? killed her in Russia. Well, they, they might have poisoned her and, and said, we didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to agree with your take, but in in, in general, I say... A, she has the right to do this, but the fact that she's trying out for to represent her country makes her hypocritical. That's right. And uh, uh, C, uh, don't don't buy the tickets to the outrage theater. Just yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So uh, our, our takes are pretty similar. And I also want to add, I want to congratulate um, uh, Cataluna Iniquez, uh or, or Enriquez. Uh, who has uh, the is the first transgender woman to be uh, named Miss Nevada and will compete for Miss USA? And I just want to say I think it's great that uh, you know we've finally gotten to a point where there's absolutely no doubt anymore that men are better than women at absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second here. I want to look at this woman first. She's hot, dude. <laughs> I, I was a little frightened by how hot I found her. So Hold on here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can look up Miss Nevada. Oh, damn. In, right. You can look her up in the break, uh, but we Holy are shit. we are way over. And if you don't like my take, join us in the second hour by going to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. That's patreon.com forward slash unintended baggage. And we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> 